0: Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to You Learn Something New Every Day with Chloe Vetter. I am your host. My name is Chloe, and I'm excited to be back for another episode. Today, we are going to be doing part five of the series I've been doing on this book that I just absolutely love. It's called Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. If you've been living under a rock and you don't know what that book is, go get it, go read it, and let me know what you think. I. Love this book and I love this author. Jay Shetty also has a podcast and he it's one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Uh it's called On Purpose. And if you haven't listened to the other episodes, make sure you check them out too. Again, this is part five. I'm kinda going chapter by chapter for each part. Uh so this will obviously be on chapter five. But um I I just really love this book and I really love his podcast and just his overall messaging uh he was a monk for a few years back when he was like younger 20s so he just kind of shares a lot of his wisdom in this book specifically on you know being a monk and then like on his podcast of course like he shares wisdom from that experience as well as just kind of his life overall in general and a lot of guests on and he just is an amazing interviewer um he asks a lot of very intriguing and provoking questions that just, I don't know. He's just, he's hes really great at what he does. Um, but I wanted to dive right in. Before we do get in, I like to share one thing that I learned each day. If you're new here, I am a big, I, I really just want to encourage the importance and the practice of mindfulness and being present. And when you are present and when you are mindful, you find that you You learn something new every day, even though it is a cliche. Cliches are cliches for a reason. And if you are being present and, you know, you're not just kind of going through the motions, you'll find that you really do learn something new every single day. And it doesn't always have to be the most mind-blowing piece of information that you are now going to incorporate and implement into your life that's going to change your life. Like sometimes it is, but like sometimes it's really just like little things and they all kind of add up into, you know, who we are. So one thing today, I I, did, I guess I learned a bigger thing today. I, I, I'm not exactly going to be super specific, but let's just say what I learned today, I, I, lear- I, I learned a little bit more about one of my self sabotaging behaviors slash tendencies um I had therapy right before this, and we were talking about uh like i'm not i'm not in a relationship but like relationships like romantic life that like that type of stuff um Cause let's just say I've been in this little situation, situation ships. What a blast, right? Tell me about it. Oh, I I wish I could talk, but I'm still kind of going through it right now. So maybe maybe in the future I'll be able to talk more about this. Um, I am just like really becoming aware of this 10, I don't like. <laughs> I'm becoming aware of this tendency I have. Uh, to again self sabotage. Uh, and I, I tend to do this in some area of my life and this specific, uh, thing that I'm doing is in my romantic life. Not that there's much of a life there right now. (laughs) Anyways, um, let's just say things kind of like fell apart with this situation that I was in. And I am just kind of like really able to like take a step back right now. And again, I'll 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 do a different episode on this like later on when I've worked through it more and felt more of it. But basically, I do this thing where I will be like, I am one of the most self-aware people and in a lot of different ways, like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like I I'm a little too aware sometimes. Like, I'm very hyper-aware of, like, myself and my surroundings. And, I mean, it's a protection mechanism. Like, that's how I learned it. It's a survival instinct. But uh, I do this thing where I will do something that I know is not good for me or, or it won't benefit me in the long run or is going to hurt me later on. Like, I will act... And in the back of my head and like deep down in my gut, my gut is always right. I, my intuition will be telling me this is not going to end up good for you. Or this is not who you are. This You deserve better than this. Like, or they don't deserve you. Like, that type of stuff. And for some reason, I'll just kind of act like I don't hear that intuition. Like, I don't feel it. Like, I don't hear that voice. And I'll like play dumb with myself in a sense. But it's like, I damn well know. But I'm not going to act like I know. And that in itself is just obviously not a good <laughs> and helpful trait to have um and again this is more manifesting in like my romantic life for lack of a better term uh than anything else but um yeah like like there's other areas of my life like where where I'm a lot more like I I'll, I'll acknowledge it and I'll stand up for myself you know what I mean but like for some reason it's in this area of my life I just really haven't worked through a lot in that regards and so I I can feel that we're starting to kind of like dive into all that type of stuff because I know for damn sure that the example that I had growing up of what love is and what you know relationships mean I I know that I did not get a good example of that Um, and I mean that's not news to anyone, if you are in my family, uh, I, if my parents, I don't think they, they don't listen to this, but like they, they would also agree that they did not give a good example. So it's not like I'm like talking about them and I'm saying something that they don't agree with. Like they would, my dad would be the first to tell me that. So anyway, I just really learned a lot about, like, I, I really, I opened a lot of doors for a lot of different thoughts, um, to come out earlier today. So I just, yeah, that's what I learned. I wish I could explain more, but honestly, I'm still figuring out myself. So stay tuned. Um, I love how I was like real quick. Let me just share what I learned (laughs) 10 minutes later. Okay. Let's dive on into the main, the main point of today. So today's episode is called purpose because that is what the fifth chapter is called. Now, before the fifth chapter in between the fourth and the fifth, there's this little, I should really know the term. It's not a chapter, it's like a little pretend chapter, like a little segment. I'm sure all my like big readers out there are like quaking cuz they're like that's not the right term for it, but I don't know the right term for it and I didn't I clearly didn't care to look it up before I started recording. So, I wanted to include this little pretend chapter just because it did make some good points. Uh there were like two quotes I just wanted to read off to you guys. So, this little section was called Breathe and Right away, underneath, there was a quote on page eighty five that said, "In getting you where you want to be, meditation may show you what you don't want to see, and I don't know right like that right off the bat in <laughs> this it's funny how it relates to what I just shared that I learned today um and that's really where I feel like i i mean that's it's where you hear everyone start their like spiritual journey and their healing journey like to to begin to heal and recognize stuff, you have to first become aware of it. And a lot of times you really have to look at things that you, you, you don't want to look at. Um, again, just like I said that I'm doing, um, it's a lot easier said than done, but you know, if you want to get somewhere and you want to heal or you want to accomplish something, you've got to be able to really look at the things that you don't want to look at and then it comes down to okay why don't i want to look at it you know um on page 86 it says but the point of meditation is to examine what makes it challenging so again like that's just uh, being with your breath and observing the challenge and then taking another step back and observing why it's a challenge that's what's going to, like, help you progress forward with, you know, what comes next. The, the next step of healing and feeling whatever you need to feel. On page 87, Shetty wrote, When you align with your breath, you learn to align with yourself through every emotion. Calming, centering, and distressing yourself. And this uh, this was the last thing I just wanted to include from this section. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just... It's very true. You, you, you can implement meditation into your life in a lot of different areas. You don't always have to be sitting down with your legs crossed and your hands, you know, up and it can be, meditation can be brought with you everywhere because your breath is with you everywhere. And that's really what it is, is just kind of breathing and aligning yourself with your breath. So yeah, I just thought those were a little, I just, I couldn't not include them. So anyway, moving on to chapter five. Again, this is called purpose, uh, right off the bat, page 93, Shetty wrote, when you protect your Dharma, your Dharma protects you. And if you're like, what's the Dharma on, and this again is on page 93, um, Your dharma, and this is, I pulled this description of this word from page 94. Shetty wrote, Dharma, like many Sanskrit terms, can't be defined by a single English word. Though to say something is, quote-unquote, your calling is close. When your natural talents and your passions connect with what the universe needs needs and become your purpose, you are living in your dharma. So, Again, back to that very first quote, when you protect your dharma, your dharma protects you. Basically, this is saying like when you protect your calling, what what is, you know, essentially your purpose, like that, like how you benefit the world, how you serve using your natural passions, your natural talents, just the things that you're good at, the things that you're called to, when you protect that, then it protects you. And so, this just kind of is saying, like, you need to trust what you're being called to do and what the universe is, or God, or the higher power, like whatever you believe in, you need to trust whatever you are being drawn to because it's bringing you, it's drawing you for a reason. And monks spend a shade, Jay. Jay It's weird calling him Shetty, but like he's an author. So I want to say his last name, but like, I also hear him on this podcast and he's like, you know, it's just Jay, but I don't know. So I I apologize if I, if I use both, but Shetty was explaining how monks spend their days literally in service, but it's designed, the service is designed to expand their minds and they, they rotate on the tasks that they do so they can experience and emphasize flexibility and adaptability and flexibility and adaptability leads to growth. When you are living in your dharma, it creates these feelings. And, and this is how you know what your dharma is. If you're not 100% sure, it's okay if you don't know yet. Um, but when you are living in it, it's, it creates a feeling of satisfaction. You get to use your strongest abilities, your strongest qualities to help the world. It's literally using your natural talents, your natural skills, your inclinations to help serve other people. On page 97, Shetty wrote, passion plus expertise plus usefulness equals dharma. So hopefully this can give you a better idea. Hopefully you guys are starting to catch on to what exactly dharma means. Um, On page 98, Shetty wrote, you can't be anything you want, but you can be everything you are. And I don't know what it was about. I remember the first time when I read this book, I was reading, I was like... I like that. Like, you can't be anything you want, but you can be everything you are, and I like it because it's in a, it's it's almost like telling you, like, just because you could like do it all and try it all, like, doesn't mean you should. Like, you should, you should embrace everything that you are and not try to be anybody else. And your dharma is part of that. Like, your dharma is part of who you are. So when you steer away from it, it it leads it you know, you you won't feel as in alignment. Because again, when you protect your dharma, it protects you. So if you're not protecting it, or you're not even embracing it or leaning into it, like things aren't going to feel right. And you might not know exactly why. Your dharma is with you always, it's who you are. So the real journey and the real work that you have to do is inward. So if you don't feel like you're in alignment, you don't feel like you're Living in your dharma, you got to go inwards because that's where it is. That's where it lives. That's you've got to tune in with what your again, the key word natural it shouldn't be forced. It should, it shouldn't be what you think you should do or what other people are telling you to do. It's what you want to do, what your natural inclination is. That's what your dharma is. That's what you need to listen to and follow, even if it's really freaking scary. Trust me, I get it. Like doing something. Even when people are telling you not to or like vice versa, not doing something that people are telling you to do. Like it's, I get it. It's like peer pressure and social pressure. Like it's real, but you've got to stand up for how you're feeling. And the only way to know what you need and want is to go inwards and do that work. And so that's where at the very beginning, this meditation, like you've got to, you've got to be able to align with your breath to learn how to align with yourself through everything you feel and then you can I don't know it just once you learn yourself everything starts falling into place because you're living in your own truth you're living in what you are meant to do we're expected to strengthen our weaknesses by society you know like when school they tell you like they'll see all these good great <clears throat> excuse me they'll see all these good grades and then everyone will focus on that one bad grade and then you're expected to like just focus on the bad grade and just try to strengthen that but we never are taught to strengthen our strengths and it's just it's just kind of silly because like why wouldn't you want to try to work on and progress even more something that you're already good at On page 100, Shetty wrote, but what if we think of these weaknesses not as our failures, but as someone else's dharma? Like maybe, maybe what you're not good at, it's just not your thing. Like it's just not what you're meant to do here. So why would you waste more energy on it? Why would you stress about it? It's not yours. It's it's someone else's dharma and that means there's something else happening for you. Jay quoted this, uh, This nun, Sister Joan Chittister, on page, again, 100, and he, or she wrote, It is trust in limits of the self that make us open, and it is trust in the gifts of others that make us secure. We come to realize that we don't have to do everything, that we can't do everything, that what I can't do is someone else's gift and responsibility. My limitations make space for the gifts of other people. I really liked that last part. My limitations make space for the gifts of other people. Like you can't and you shouldn't do everything. That Like we're we're all meant to bring, like we all bring something different to this world. And so we need to be able to help others with what we have so that we can then rely on others for what they have that we don't. You know, like we all, we're all meant to just help each other out and serve each other. Now this doesn't mean, okay, so finding your dharma, it, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of, you know, work that you have to do inward. You have to listen a lot to yourself. You have to go inward a lot and you have to try out things. You have to experience things. So this, but this doesn't mean that inexperience equals weakness. In fact, it's, that's not the case at all because if you like, and that, and that's what people find a lot, like there's like, oh, they're just inexperienced. That's why they don't, that's why they're not good at it. And it's like, no, maybe they just aren't meant to be good at it. Maybe they're just not meant to thrive in that area. And that's okay. Like, don't think just because you don't have a lot of experience in one area means that you're like weak necessarily in that, in that area. Um, again, it, it takes time and it takes patience. Um, When you're working to find reasons to love your strengths, you've got to link the feeling of passion to the experience of learning and growth. Again, you've got to link the feeling of passion to the experience of learning and growth. On page 106, Shetty wrote, the intention with which we approach our work has a tremendous impact on the meaning we gain from it. And our personal sense of purpose. Learn to find meaning now. And it will serve you all your life. When. So for this quote specifically. There's a whole other side of things. Your passions you aren't skilled in are also valid, but that's not your dharma. So your passions that you aren't skilled in are more so like your hobbies. There's always, you know, there's always, how do I wanna word this? There's always gonna be something that we wanna do And we don't have the time. And then there's something that we do not want to do, but we have to do it. We need the time. But in this, so in the sense of our time, like we all have time and we just have to choose how we spend it. Like, so you've got to make sure you're enjoying it. So obviously... Just because something isn't your dharma doesn't mean you just fully disregard it and and you're like, I can never do this because it's not serving someone. Like, no. Like, not everything you have to do has to fully be your dharma. Like, try new things. F- do your hobbies. Like, get out of your comfort zone. Like, don't just be like, okay, this is all I'm allowed to do. Like, that's not what I'm saying here. And that's not what Jay's sh- saying here. We, like, life is all about the journey and not the destination. So we've got to make sure... That we're asking ourselves, like, do am I enjoying this? We've got to embrace our dharma because that's where the miracles happen. So we can't let our own head get in our own way. On page 100 and... What page? What page? Where'd it go? 119. Shetty wrote, instead of listening to our minds, we must pay attention to how an idea or activity feels in our bodies. Shetty lists all the feelings of being... In your dharma as being alive, in flow, feeling comfort, feeling consistency, feeling positivity, and feeling growth. On page again, 119, he said, once you have a sense of your dharma, it is up to you to set your life so that you can live with it. Again, there's a whole other step. Once you figure out your dharma, you've got to then take it upon yourself to incorporate it into your life and build your life around it on page 120 he wrote it is our responsibility to demonstrate and defend our dharma our dharma brings you stability and peace when we have the confidence to know where we thrive we find opportunities to demonstrate that so again your dharma protects you it brings you peace it brings you comfort it brings you positivity it brings you growth On page 120, Shetty wrote, Your dharma protects your joy and your sense of purpose and helps you grow. So, your passion or your hobby, that's for you. Your purpose is for other people. Your dharma is your passion in service of others. So it's like your passion and your purpose put together. And this doesn't mean that you can't do things that aren't your dharma. Again, there's activities to build our character and our competence that aren't necessarily our dharma, but we still need to incorporate them into our day-to-day life. So the next chapter, chapter six, is called Routine and... I, I did really enjoy this chapter as well. So I'm excited to talk about that in the next episode. So yeah, that's how I'm going to wrap up this episode of chapter five. Again, it's called, whoop, I already forgot guys. It's called purpose. So just think about all this. Go inward. If you're starting to be like, "Ooh, I don't even know what the hell my dharma is. Like, that's okay. That's Okay. But let's find, let's figure it out. Let's go inwards. So I encourage you all to do something for yourself today. To even if it's just your your hobby, it doesn't have to be your dharma. But do something for yourself. Do something you enjoy. Do something that'll benefit you or the other people around you. I hope you all were able to learn something from this episode. You guys can follow my Instagram. It's Chloe.better, Chloe. C H L O E. V is in violet. E T T E R. You can message me any comments, questions, any topic ideas for any episodes you want to hear um and I thank you all so much make sure you rate it five stars and subscribe it would really mean a lot post it on your story send it to a friend that you think might benefit from this it really helps me out and I really appreciate it so thank you all so much for listening I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day if not the sun will rise and we will try again thank you all I'll see you next Friday in another episode peace out